The Bible begins with the story of an unfathomably powerful, intelligent, and loving God who created human beings for mutual love and fellowship with him. Unfortunately, all of us rebelled against our creator by our actions, words, thoughts, and attitudes, destroying the very purpose for which we were created. You might almost say that human beings collectively extended our middle finger in God's face, saying, in effect, we're going to do things our way. So according to Romans 1, God in his wrath did what was probably one of the worst things he could have done to us. He let us have our own way. He gave us up, as the Apostle Paul says, to follow our own desires, to live as we pleased, and to reap the natural consequences of our own rebellion. You might say he allowed us to stew in our own juices. The result was a human history of sins like murder, torture, slavery, rape, corruption, adultery, pornography, theft, hatred, racism, drunkenness, physical and emotional abuse, vindictiveness, arrogance, malicious lies, bitterness, greed, envy, gossip, self-centeredness, self-righteousness, refusal to forgive, and failure to show compassion and generosity. And above all else, failure to love, worship, and give thanks to the God who created and sustains us. Our rebellion not only destroys human relationships, it destroyed our relationship with God. It destroyed the very purpose for which we were created. And every one of us have contributed to this stew to varying degrees. God allowed this insurrection in the hope that people would acknowledge the disastrous results of their rebellion and turned back to him. But not so fast. The relationship was broken. Mutual love and fellowship are impossible when one party is in rebellion. Beside that, God's justice demands satisfaction, and no amount of philanthropy or good works could ever make up for rebellion against a holy God, or for the utter destruction that rebellion caused to God's originally perfect creation. The good news is that God intervened on our behalf. The Gospel of John says that God became flesh and lived among us. God, in the person of Jesus Christ, was born as a baby in a manger and grew up in a world of corruption and oppression. He entered the stew of suffering that we created and suffered right along with us. He willingly submitted himself to mocking, beating, and torture on a Roman cross as a sacrifice in our place. Jesus did this to save us from the eternal consequences of our own rebellion and to restore us to the purpose for which we were created. Jesus' resurrection was a demonstration that he was who he claimed to be and that he accomplished what he had set out to accomplish, satisfying the justice of God by being a sacrifice in our place, paying the penalty for our sin. The good news is that all who turn to Jesus Christ in repentance and faith will have their sins forgiven and be reconciled with God. But there is a dark side to this good news. Those who persist in rejecting the love of God that was poured out on that Roman cross, those who unrepentantly continue in rebellion against their Creator, will face God's wrath at the final judgment. The Gospel of John says, 
that whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. All that is necessary to be saved from that wrath is to renounce or repent of our sinful rebellion against God and to believe in Jesus. Unfortunately, many people misunderstand what it means to believe in Jesus. Imagine an army lieutenant leading a platoon into battle. This lieutenant knows his soldiers by name and genuinely cares for them and would die for them. The soldiers under his command are so dedicated to him, they willingly obey his commands and would follow him anywhere even to death. In short, they believe in him. That's what it means to believe in Jesus. That's what the Bible means by being saved by faith. This faith is not about anything we do. It is about having a heart of loving devotion dedicated to Jesus Christ above all else. Such faith, if it is genuine, always produces a desire to follow and obey him. If you have no desire to obey Jesus, you don't have biblical saving faith. As the book of James says, faith without works is dead. This faith does not guarantee freedom from trouble or tragedy in this life, by the way. In fact, it may sometime make life harder. But it does give forgiveness of sins, peace and fellowship with God, a purpose for living, a sense of stability in a turbulent world, bright hope for life after death. According to Acts chapter 2, Peter had just finished preaching the gospel to a large crowd when he concluded by telling them, repent and be baptized every one of you for the forgiveness of sins. In other words, acknowledge and renounce your sin against God and commit your heart and life to Jesus Christ as your king above all else then demonstrate the genuineness of your faith by being publicly baptized.